forever. Dog. It's like, oh, Busy Phillips, I've worked with her. Oh, there's Natasha. Oh. Why are you doing this? Why? <laughs> it's like, oh, Alex, El- Alex Edelman. <laughs> the other thing about it, too, Bray, is like, is it's that thing of like, it's like I've been actively like not applying to late night shows, you know, and it's like, but that's like the surefire way to get the Emmy nom to get that to get or to, or to win. Right. And like and, and it's I like mean, by, by we now, had our one shot by <laughs> now. Well, yeah, exactly. They decided to nominate two sketch shows. <laughs> they, were, they, active, they were like, let's actually not nominate. We could nominate them. Let's not do it. They could have nominated everybody that year. Like literally, they could have nominated every. They could have room. There's Why not room. just let us go? You can just Why nominate. Not? You can just put them on. And they were like, you know what? And they and and there was a note that said <laughs> there was a literal they note said that said it would it would it would sully the good name of Saturday Night Live if <laughs> Astronomy Club was also nominated. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. The thing is ah sorry <laughs> wait were you honking for jesus just then or what was yeah. that no let's start the uh. show <laughs> that wasn't the full title that wasn't the full title oh, you're right he didn't say the full title you're right oh yeah i wasn't trying to <laughs> i wanted to talk about prosperity gospel no, i'm trying to fast forward to the end of this episode i'm already trying man i need to Send me somewhere. I'm about to go to the desert. Let me just. What are we talking about, Bray? What were you saying? Did you grow up in a? Did you grow up in a black church? Who, who are you talking I, to? All of us. I did <laughs> grow up in a black church. I went. So I, I grew up in a black church, but I also went to a Catholic school. So we, my family has two. My family has two pastors in it. Stepdad was a deacon, junior deacon. Okay. So yeah, I was deep, deep in the Southern church. Thanksgiving took. Three hours because an hour was just a prayer, you know. It was that a nigga never. Deacon. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing that. I'm gonna be doing that the whole episode. There's no reason for it, but I'm gonna be doing it. My Reverend Settles definitely used to talk like that, and I was like, "Bro, why are you doing?" That? I remember being younger, like, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> Y'all here today? I'm like, "What? <laughs> nigga, stop!" Like, what are you doing? I remember one day he said. One day I was the only young person in church because none of the other kids was coming. He was like, the youth don't give a what? And I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll never I love the pastor that's like, listen, I know what I could say right now. <laughs> like when <laughs> But I ain't gonna do it. They just they dance around all the slang. They don't they don't Come do on. any of the slang. They just get real close to it. <laughs> that's real Kurt Franklin like. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't mm-hmm. let me put my. Mm-hmm. Just give me a sound. Don't <laughs> lose my hallelujah. <laughs> mm. You feel it. You feel it. Come on now. Sometimes yeah. you want to see the devil and say, "I'm gonna grab you by the chest and I'm gonna smack the woo out of you." That's why they do it. You know. <laughs> Okay. That yeah. simply cannot make it better in the eyes of God. There's just <laughs> no way. There's just no way God is like, well, you know what? He went, who? And therefore, <laughs> I no, forgive it. Because God knows your heart. So he you knows see? what's actually there. But he there knows, Melissa, that you stopped it. He knows what was in your heart, but she was like, I'm not going to do it. You know? How is, how is, who 
any different. <laughs> no, it's different. It's different. It's different. It's different, different. Listen, it, it, God understands that you wanted to say something and you didn't. And he mm-hmm. definitely sees when you honk for Jesus. Save your soul. Hey, Melissa, now that you're now that you're on a podcast, how does it feel when you're like experiencing it in real time? <laughs> I mean, it, it felt the same way as it usually does. I just kind of sit here and look, but I guess this time I'm saying things. Um, y'all usually can't see me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see your disappointment. This is great, but this does it great. feel? Yeah, it doesn't feel yeah. good, right? Like it it's doesn't. Not a it's, good... That one, I don't even feel like you Does tried that hard, though. Feel like, like a hard Jesus like, save your soul. Other or? times, wow. it felt like that you put effort in, and I don't think that you put the same amount this of effort great. that you usually put in. I'm, I'm, I'm so how ready you, for this episode. Think, how, you're, how, you're, how do you feel, you're right. Jonathan? You're right. I, I didn't put enough effort into it. I feel like I have to honk for Jesus to save my soul. See, that was actually better to me. I mean, that's, but, yeah, that's not the name of the movie. Exactly. You could have still said save your soul in that, but with that same James, <laughs> don't make me honk for Jesus, save your soul. <laughs> oh, oh right. there we go. Hey. He said it five uh, times. <laughs> is it one person or two people who directed this movie? Because both of them keep talking about the it's movie. It's the producer. So. The other one is the other twin sisters, the producer. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, what is happening? I'm so confused. Let's start the show. I forgot if we said that. If wow. we didn't, there it is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jonathan Raylock. James III. Gerard Milligan. What more can I say? You know what it is? Men can jump. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! They're here to see Pastor Lee Curtis Childs. They're here to see <laughs> Pastor Lee Curtis Childs. Whew. Why your pastor sound like a slave? Why he right. sound like <laughs> why he sound like he needs so need to go save him? <laughs> wait, wait, that's how we in that scene, in, in, in that scene, he does kind of have like they here to see past the Lee Cutter's chops. Lee anyway. Cutter's chops. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. For those of you listening for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, this will be an interesting episode. Contentious? Oh, no. But here's the thing. What is this podcast, you ask? Great question. We review films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the, in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. There are several voices on this podcast. The voice that you're hearing now that sounds like just a good Christian boy. Okay, I'll give you that. It's okay. Jonathan Braylock. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm okay with this. I think. <laughs> Where did he go? He's a grown man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I look up and, and like, he's a there's good Christian no one boy. in brace boxes. He's I a think... good Christian young man. Wow, okay. All right. I feel like okay. I have so many questions about this. but um, That's Jonathan uh, this Braylock, yeah. Yeah, we heard. Yeah, you, yeah, okay. All right, this is Gerard Milligan. <laughs> and this voice talking to you right now. Oh, my now. God. What it is happening? It won't sound like this. This voice right here, right now, talking yeah, to you today. Are you on your deathbed? <laughs> Wait, what? Why, who's, is that supposed to be this Sterling? Is, <laughs> is that James Sterling? James III. Mm-hmm. Yo. <laughs> Wait, is that Sterling or just a random preacher? Hey, who is it? Who is it? I'll let the audience decide. All right, That's, that was James the Third. 
And we have a, a special guest uh, today. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, wait, 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 Yo, why are you coming on here with so much heat? Yo, why are you coming on here with so much heat? Wait, Melissa pulled out a notebook. Yeah, I got some shit. I got this. Like these niggas done annoyed me for how long? Oh, I done... shit with that brain coming at me, James. Be careful. Be careful, James. Oh, I shit. know it's coming. I'm ready. Hold on, wait, I can't let wait. Me, hold on, wait, let me. Okay, hold on. God damn, Bray, you start. I'm gonna I'm try to chime. Oh wait, no, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Diamond Monts, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. The first Producer, lady. First lady. True. First lady. Yes. First she, lady of the pod. First lady of the podcast. She <laughs> is the woman who makes sure that you all hear our wonderful podcast week in and week out. What's up, Melissa? Hey, hey. I'm happy to be here. Long overdue. Yeah. We are here to talk about the 2022 film, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Stars Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. I plead the fifth. Don't just say I plead you, the fifth at wait, the start of the episode. What are you talking you about? I plead the fifth. To the actors? What to do you actors? mean you plead the fifth? He, Bray said we're talking about the 2022 film, and I said I plead the fifth. I'm not, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Nobody asked you. I'm just letting people know yet. I plead the fifth. All right. Okay. This movie is a dark comedy. It's rated I don't R. even know. I didn't even know that. It is now streaming on Peacock. It What's Peacock? Was available in theaters. Peacock is a there. streaming service by NBC. Man, I didn't even it's know what theaters, theaters were. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like what? I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know what this bit is anymore. <laughs> the movie is a is a essentially a mockumentary about a bishop and his or pastor and his first lady. They are disgraced leaders of a mega church because of some sort of allegations they are now trying to come back and open their church again they're going to open their church again on easter sunday and the, they're documenting their lives leading up to this reopening 72 percent on rotten tomatoes okay yeah 26 percent audience score. that is the craziest thing you've ever said <laughs> that is the craziest that's the holy people met <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. For that's sure. definitely what it is. Yeah. What? That's insane. 72% Rotten Tomato, 26%. Yeah, it got bombed. Yeah, it got, it got like, it got like review bombed. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, that <laughs> makes more right. sense. Sure. Let's see. Box office. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a limited release, but it made 2 million at the, at the box office. That's a good amount two, of money. 2.4 million. No, limited I mean, release? It's not. Yeah. 2.4 million a limited release i mean i don't know how much it costs it, it's not nobody's telling me one two three four five. all right so we got all the details out of the way it is time for our initial thoughts and melissa you are our lovely guest would you like to start sure i don't watch trailers so i went into this movie not really knowing what it was about at all i saw the billboards around town and at first i thought it was for like a mega church and then i realized yeah. it was switching <laughs> all and, stuff <laughs> on it. and i was a little bit intrigued and then i thought it was going to be like a straight comedy so when i watched this twice once like last weekend and then again today when since I was going to be part of this podcast. And so when I watched it the first time, I was doing work while I was watching it. 
And I missed a lot of what was actually happening. The second time I paid more attention, I realized that I missed like the nuances and the storytelling with like the camera aspect ratio. So I thought when I watched it, quote unquote, watched it the first time that it was all a documentary. And then the second time I watched it, I realized that it was we were seeing things that were going yeah back back and forth and so like as someone that grew up in church and I was my mom's a minister my uncle is a pastor I was heavily involved in the youth ministry I was a youth ministry president I was also like three times liturgical dance champ international dance champion okay what <laughs> wait yes. what yes three yes. times international yes. dance champion mm-hmm. what and kind so, of dance liturgical so it's like kind of with ribbons and like just like dancing to the music interpretive dance to the music i did not know that they held you was a southern black lady i did not I was know that they black. held liturgical dance yes. competitions went to the bahamas at one one time <laughs> yeah. yeah and so what denomination baptist We're... baptist yeah mm-hmm and so, like, while I still believe in God, I love the church because it's full of hypocrites. So I complete, in my opinion, I shall say, so I completely understand what the filmmakers were trying to say with this. But I did watch the short film, and I think that they got everything that they needed to say within those 15 minutes of the short. And I'll leave it there. Okay. <laughs> nice. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, and there was one part in the short they... It was underage boys, and I thought it was interesting in the feature that they specifically made it so that they were of age. Right. I think, I feel like they did that so that you didn't absolutely, like, you could try to get on board with this guy's character. I feel like the real story that this is somewhat based on, they were somewhat underage, or they were teenagers. James, do you want to go? Well, I'll just say I have not seen that short, but I it I had the same thought as Melissa that like, oh, this probably works better as a short than it does as a feature. It felt like it felt like one of those movies where it was like, yeah, we're 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 trying to take this concept that like it, that like that worked really well bite sized and stretch it out a little bit. I thought the casting was really good. Like, truly, it felt like every single person was somebody straight up out the church. Like, they all felt like real people. No one felt like an actor to me in a way that I thought was, like, uh, uh, really uh, really well done. And, and yeah, I mean, I... I, to, To my earlier point of it feeling like there are things about it that feel stretched, I'll just say that, like, I don't know. It felt like sometimes the movie didn't quite grasp a tone like a clear a, a clear tone it felt like we were kind of jumping in and in and out of things in a way that that I didn't connect with so that it was tough at times i also gr- I grew up church adjacent my my uncle was a pa- was a pastor you know and i was involved in youth group and 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 all of that stuff and so there were just plenty of times when i was watching this thinking like Oh, there is there's there's more we can dive into or we can or we can sort of maybe break this down in an even more nuanced way. I don't know that it felt like some some of it just wasn't on the screen. Nuck if you buck. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. That I mean, if the movie was that for an hour and 45 minutes or whatever the, the running time was, I, I think I'd be saying something different. I thought Sterling was great. I thought Regina was great. It, there were certainly times where it felt like Sterling 
lives in the dramatic world a lot better than he lives in the in the in the comedic worlds. Regina, uh, of course, had a fantastic ba- had a, of course a fantastic balance throughout. But she is she can she can never turn in a bad performance, and she really sells the shit out of this. Even the thing that I thought was confusing the 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 mime stuff at the end, like I, I really I really didn't quite under stand that at all i mean like I, I i there are things that to be to be derived from it but i didn't quite i didn't quite get what the, what the actual point was in the context of this movie. so that's it that's it we'll talk about it more more specifically but that but that's but that's my take on on honk for jesus save your soul that's my that's my initial thoughts i, w- I would like to say that i saw the movie honk for jesus save your soul Great. And and your initial thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. And I was like, man, they had some resources for this one. You know, you know Regina Hall was, yo, Regina Hall was, I can't, I can't even the last time I saw her bad into something. Have you ever seen her bad in something? I can't think of when I see, like, she's fantastic in everything. You know, everyone knows I'm a Sterling K. Brown even fan. Even the scary movies. Oh, yeah, scary movies. She was fantastic. Especially the scary movies. You know, Sterling, Sterling was great. Yeah, man, I, I watched. I watched it. Yep, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to scrub this episode from the <laughs> any internet. Other, any, other, <laughs> any, other, any other thoughts on the, on the film? Oh, I, I, you know, I, I, I am thankful that this movie was made. They were given the resources to to to, to make the film they wanted to make or that she wanted to make. I'm, I'm an Issa Rae fan and a, and a Monkey Paw fan. I love I love what they do. It's Bray's like little comment. It's it's it's, it's Bray's little comments. That's hmm. <laughs> just, but no, it's only because Bray every, is distracted. Every few Bray sentences. is distracted. I That's see. not on me. That's not no no no. I saw the movie, James. I, so I, I'm just wondering when, if you're <laughs> done or what. How many times did you cut it off? Wait. Okay. Yeah, that's a good All right. Let's, I'm, I'm let's just listening. Yeah. I I I started it the Sunday it came out, and I finished it a week later. That didn't answer my question, though. I mean, the, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you, you know, could have uh, watched half of it on Sunday. I didn't watch and then half, half of it. Of it. I, it took me a couple. It took me a couple. It took me a couple times. Okay, it took me a couple times. Curious. I was, I was just curious because I know how your watching habits are. I was just yeah, curious. listen. I, yeah, it took me a while, but you know, I saw it. And John, what did you think, John? Y'all ain't gonna get me dragged today. Not today. I've <laughs> <laughs> already been dragged. Dragged by who? <laughs> Listen, the people, the people, <laughs> the, the people, people rated this at twenty six percent. Yeah, well, we have already established though that it got bomb, it got review bomb. Hey, that th- those are the people who felt some way about it <laughs> enough to review. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the preface to this, uh, I'm a huge fan of mockumentaries. I I, I also uh, grew up in the in the church my whole life. I actually attended a church that had. Uh, somewhat recently, a huge scandal in the pastor's now disgraced. And I went to that church for a long time. It was not a prosperity gospel church, which does feel like a big difference. And it wasn't a black church, which is also a huge difference. However, I have, it, 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 this film is hard for me because I have kind of like deep foundational problems with it. And those are that I, tend to dislike comedies are trying to make some point without giving the characters without having any character that feels genuine 
and I mean that to say not that they're real, not that that these types of people do don't exist. I I know that these types of people exist a hundred percent, but when you have at pretty much from in me, everyone in the film feels like unless there's some sort of victim, they feel like fake in some way. You're like showing an entire like oh everyone who go who attends churches like this this whole community is fake and and that and then because of that it's harder i don't know it i think that's what makes it hard to watch for more than 15 minutes i think the performances are good for the most part i think like the the style of the mockumentary was hard for me because it did slip in and out of it it was confusing like and yes um they changed the aspect ratio like the color saturation i think like things like that like there were ways that you could differentiate but it still is kind of confusing there's a reason that you don't usually do that when you're when you're doing a mockumentary kind of kind of film that you don't really do that often i also didn't kind of understand what this documentary ever would have been if it were like actually made and completed at least and then like I don't know what the main characters I like. It feels like for people who just were involved in such a heavy scandal, it feels weird to me that they would break so often in front of the camera. And it was hard comedically that they were breaking immediately because then when we get to moments where there's more tension and more pressure for them to break, it doesn't feel as big of a deal because they're already doing it in small ways. They're already cursing and and like be, like sniping with each other. Like it's already, the facade is coming apart almost immediately. So then when you have a scene like when they're there with the other, cup, the other couple of uh, pastors, like to me, that scene inherently is so funny, but it would have been so much funnier if we weren't already seeing them break constantly before you know what i mean i that said i think like i i look at this film a lot more harshly because it feels closer to home and it also feels like something i'm like i kind of i want to do in a in a way you know like i'm working on not exactly this but i am working on exploring you know the christian community and how people feel and the hypocrisy that's within it but then also the people who are in it genuinely who believe in God and like, like believe in this religion, but have some problems with it or like have these contentions that they're trying to deal with, which I guess we kind of get at the end, maybe a little bit with Regina's character, but like even that felt, it just like, there was so much, there was so much more that I wanted from this film that I didn't get. And I ultimately didn't find it as funny as I think it wanted to be. But anyway, that's, that's my initial thoughts. Let's get into um, it. That was Jonathan Braylock's initial thoughts. Just to, why are you saying it like that? I just that? want to make sure because he, <laughs> he specified his voice. I just want to make sure everybody knows those are wonderful thoughts. That's just Jonathan Braylock's initial thoughts. That's what make Bray, sure. You did bring knows. up a good point though. They're never caught. It's never like it's never like oh shit the cameras were on or the cameras are never like in a corner catching them have some they kind tried of private to do conversation. That, did they? It was only in that that time where they were in in his office. Yeah, it's like the office. Yeah, but they just didn't leak. Like the it, basketball it wasn't court, even. It wasn't like a no. The basketball court was none of the documentary. Oh yeah, that, that was just real. What? Yeah. Oh, how could you? T- okay. The aspect ratio changed. I know it's tough. It's tough to tell. 
Your when they were in the office, it was like, can you, you leave right. the room? Can you leave change. the room? Were we supposed to believe that they left a camera in there? Or uh, my thought was... No, he was. they were holding it and then walk, eventually walked out. But I think they left the recorder in there because that the audio plays okay. later in the next okay. scene. Listen, wow. before but we even the moments where they're like, Even the moments where they're like, can you cut the camera off? And then they like say what they really want to say. I'm like, no. Yeah, you would <laughs> sorry, wait. You would no, wait for them to cut no the camera off. No real human being would trust that they would cut the camera off. Like, and they're wearing mics. You know what I mean? We've all seen the jinx. So, like, I, I just... <laughs> and again, if it was, like, one moment, sure. But the fact that it kept happening... Anyway, go ahead, Gerard. What were you saying? No, I'm just saying, but, but the one thing I do want to do, because just in case I slip up and start being honest, I do want to say truthfully... <laughs> start being honest! I, I do want to say truthfully that I do think it's dope that they got this movie, <laughs> like, the sisters got this movie made because from the looks of it, like, I understand this movie didn't, they weren't like doing crazy special effects, but the budget of it looked like they were giving resource, given resources. Like the, 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 the costumes, the production design, like they had things at their arsenal, you know, how people may feel that they use those resources is up to opinion. But like, at the end of the day, like this started as a 15 minute short film that ended up on like Issa Rae's, was it short film Sunday? And they got Sterling K. Brown. And the thing is, it's so hard because most things I pitch, I try to say I want Sterling K. Yeah, yeah, true. But I like, they had Sterling K. Brown in a comedy and that's one thing I want to do, but not as the lead in the comedy because I feel like you use him, how he should be used in my my opinion, is how people started using Robert De Niro when it's like, you have a bunch of comedians and he's just so fucking serious that like, it's just hilarious. And I think they were trying to do that here, but the jokes, they were, I didn't think they were helping him enough with the comedy, but I just want to say these sisters, director and producer pulled off something crazy. So cheers to them. And they have, I think an overall deal with like 20, 20th century Fox now based That's on this awesome. movie. That's incredible. So like, here's something that I also have know. to say though, too. It is like it, it the props do, the, the, they do deserve a lot of props, but I also think that props, like the props, also go to Monkey Paul. The props also go to Issa, like the for for providing, like for for providing these resources to these new director, director, writer, producer team. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 what's what is great about it is that you know they have they have these uh they have these resources and these and and are and are facilitating them you know and 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 it's truly amazing that they are letting young filmmakers make shit like that that is incredible and this is one of daniel Kulo's first movies he's produced out of what that he it? produced yeah exactly yeah, that's gr- that's awesome you know they they deserve they deserve a lot of props for that one of the other things that's hard about this film is that we don't actually get to, and I understand why, because this is the point of the film is that this is their comeback tour. But I feel like we don't get a sense. We definitely get a sense of like, these are prosperity gospel people who are living it up and very arrogant and like talk in like, like talking about how, you know, how much they have and that that's what God wants and this and that. I feel and like and their success, I feel like we don't get a lot of like why people are drawn to them. 
especially from the audience, an audience point of view. You know what I mean? It's like we're already like, oh, screw these people, which fine. But it makes it harder to understand like why they had this to begin with, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah. You're sort of like not, you're sort of as the audience, not on their side. From the beginning, you're sort of like, I don't think I'm going to like them. Why are we following these people and... It's always such a tough chemistry to do this thing of like following unlikable characters. You know what I mean? Well, I think, but I think you could do it. I think, I think, oh, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking about Always Sunny, like literally on the way home. And I'm like, they've been able to pull off, but also I think they lean into it. Whereas I think, I think, so uh, my biggest thing about this movie, aside from it being, you know, made and very happy it was made, is that it's trying to tell two different stories at the same time. Like, I, I would like to say that, like, I've known John forever. Like, I, we both come from the church, but I think we both kind of have different experiences a little bit. Where, like, I was expecting this movie to do what I've always wanted to say and do, but never had the heart because of my family. And it just didn't do it. But then midway in the movie, it became almost like a story solely about Regina Hall, which is fine, but it just felt like I needed to pick what we we're going to talk about and just lean into that. Because it just felt like there were certain things that just, like, I don't know how this movie ended. I don't know what, I don't know what, as a person, was I supposed to take away from it? Like, from a church aspect? Like, what are you saying about the church? Or are we talking about Creflo Dollar? Like, you know, there's so, like, I grew up and there was a, a girl who went to my school and her dad owned the biggest church in the Northeast, like Merlin, D.C., Virginia. It was massive. Massive. She would come to school fresh to death, like crazy. And I'm like, oh, are we going to talk about, like, you know, these churches and then some of the people in the churches who don't have any money. Like, it just felt like, and then it wasn't funny enough. This may not be true. This may not be true, Gerard, but but I do think that, the, but to something John said, and to your point, I do think this movie was actually trying to say, like, fuck the church, but like the church at large, not not just fuck these people, but like, it, re- it really felt that way to me. <laughs> like, it felt like- It did feel that way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because the even the other couple, they were like the new people, but they were they lie. Everything that they were saying was a lie and they were caught in the lies several times and they were coming at it trying to say like these two, except uh, when Lee Curtis and Trinity are pastor and first lady. Now we've got the new people coming in. They're equals because they're both pastors, but they're still lying about that's how I read it, that they're still lying about everything that that is happening. They're lying about, I mean, the biggest lie is them at the end where they say they don't know that the Easter Sunday that they were moving that. But I don't as like it's not it's still not clear, though. There's so many things that are happening here without having a strong through line and a main story. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to feel Regina's pain as the first lady, like Sterling really doesn't have saying. any pain. It he doesn't have so like he, no one. Yeah. Like I would, I think the scene with her mother should have been way earlier in the film. I think like that would have helped a lot. Cause then we would have got her point of view, view instead of waiting to the exactly. end. Exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of like, I don't know. I like a lot of delaying and in, information, like they delayed like the information of what the scandal was. 
And I wonder if they, I mean, like, there's part of me that's like, oh, did they do that so that we would be more on their side? And then once the scandal kind of broke, you're like, ooh, like, it's like the more information we get, the less we, but like, but they weren't doing anything to make us be on their side anyway. So it was just like, even worse. There's also this thing of like, so with these kind of scandals, generally, in my, in my understanding of them, you either have some, a pastor who is so disgraced that everybody else in the church kicks that kicks those people out and they their church is gone from they they know the church exists but they are no longer the leaders of that church because they don't own the church they don't own the church yeah and so it's like the elders or or other pastors or the congregation itself will be like we want a new leader you're gone that's happened to men that's happened to several pastors that's the that's the when I, with the church that I went to, that church survived. Their, the leadership is gone. Like certain leaders got knocked, a lot of leaders actually, several leaders got kicked out, but that church still exists, you know, and they kick the leaders out. The leader like denies everything and they make sure like, and, and then there's a small like group of people or maybe not even so small people who still follow them. And they never leave the church, you know? So this was like a weird, I don't know if this has happened. I, I, I'm not familiar with it. I'm not familiar with a, the whole church shuts down and then the whole church opens back up again under like the same name. Like that felt like less, like, and, and therefore it complicates things because then what you don't have is, well, and I feel like what we never really got to see is you never really get to see the people who stay and and the delusion that they live in, right? You also don't get to see, or the flip side, you don't get to see these disgraced leaders try to start something new, and their and their whole thing is already still going on over here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Starting from the bottom to build it up. Yeah, yeah, because it's because it's going to take a lot to get me back to that church like uh, it's gonna take a, a lot if i've been if i've been <laughs> if i've left this church and i have been get because it closed you know and i've been and i've been getting my worship from this other place and i'm rocking with this place no matter what i feel for me this is my experience no matter what i feel for that pastor and that family it's gonna take a lot to get me to start going across town to this other spot again if 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 i have done this full move on because you need to show like how important they were like this was a mockumentary that only interviewed two people you know what i mean like if you think about it like we generally didn't have any interviews about like what brea is saying like the congregation that stayed like i mean we saw the other couple like twice but we didn't get to see like did i'll say this i went to a church i always assumed the pastor was like a goon, like I, I just assumed he was a goon. And he did a lot of goony shit, but he did so much for the community. Like it was like you, it was hard pressed to be like, yo, man, I know the Rev is like, wow, he'd be selling bootleg DVDs. But at the end of the day, those bootleg DVDs goes to the shelter that is two doors down from his house. And so, oh well, God. they, you know, <laughs> they did, they did. But they did, sh- they told, the thing is that they told us that the things happened. They said that they paid off all the debt for the city. They said that they opened that youth center, that the a lot of the kids in the neighborhood, it was all at the very beginning and it was fast. The very beginning. Yeah, it was so fast. And like the, 
governor and the mayor used their church as a place to start their campaigns. Like it was all said. It just wasn't. But we don't get to. Yeah, we don't really feel it. Full. We don't we don't get to live in the moment and see what and then really I was gonna happened. Say, the other scene was we, you had the person who was like picking up trash came over and was like, oh, like you really helped me. The thing with that scene, though, that was so confusing to me. I thought that was the boy he touched. No, no, I don't think so. It's not. It wasn't. It, but the thing that was confusing to me about that, though, was that two things. It was like, one, it, it wasn't, I feel like we didn't get enough. It didn't feel real. Like, I wasn't, it, I, I was like, is this real or not? And then I was like, oh, I guess it's real. But like, I don't know the specifics. So it doesn't, it's not impacting me. And then when he walked away, they did the little like Chiron thing or like the, like the lower thirds where he was like former congregate. And then it said like, inmate in the yeah, in the penitentiary yeah yeah wait a minute is that a joke were you trying to make that a joke is the joke that the only person who still likes this guy is an inmate and if so that's that's horrific to me <laughs> i was like that's the only not funny that's offensive i was gonna say we did hear people like on the i guess that was supposed to be the radio like defending them but again i would have liked to see those people and see them interact so the other thing about this is because it's like okay i just don't it's hard for me they were the level of incompetence that both of these people had was so high that it was like it's one thing to be it's one thing for them to be fake i get it like that's one of the things like they're going to be fake you know not really mean what they say and use the christiany language you know to like say but but this and that like that's the fun games of it why were they so if they felt they felt delusional to an extent that was like i i don't know it's not it's not it's it wasn't funny <laughs> i don't even know how to explain it i was just like like even the whole movie is called Hong for jesus save your soul that part that portion of it was the most felt so unrealistic and so like what is going on? Like, why are they doing this? Yeah, it would have been better if they would have been self-aware and more like y'all were saying before, like them getting caught doing things. Like if they were so self-aware when they were in front of the camera crew, then I, it would have made it stronger. But I don't think that they're aware of what they're doing. They're just delusional. But I, I think, think that Regina people that are in little... those high, a little bit, but I think those people in those high positions know exactly what they're doing. It's manipulation and we didn't see enough of that manipulation well i i think also to that point again uh, and it was I, bad manipulation you know well, what I, I mean? well i think that's the hard part about this the whole conceit of the movie is that i can't figure out what they wanted to say because if they were going to say these people are bad we could have leaned into it like it's like you know it, like sterling for instance i think he had like one scene when you kind of really saw him like manipulate that kid who like came to confront him a little bit like you kind of and to me i'm like okay this person is so disillusioned like he doesn't see what he did he's like yeah i tried to help you like you may be too much for me to help and i'm like okay that conceit of this person he is only in this for himself and that's just really hone in on like and i think they were trying to but then i, I don't know but you, uh, you know, that scene also though didn't feel delusional. That scene, that scene felt like that felt evil. <laughs> like that felt like like if 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 he's if he was really t touching these boys right <laughs> and using them and however it was that he was using them, then then he was not just trying to help them. If giving them cars and giving them money and all whatever it was that he was giving them, 
if, if, if beyond doing that, he was also getting something in return, then he wasn't helping them. You know, it's not, it's, it's not a delusion. It is, it is evil. And so it was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There were, there, the, there were these moments like this, like the penitentiary, like the sex scene that like felt, that felt mean and insensitive. <laughs> like it, it didn't feel like comedy. It felt like, or drama. It felt like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> what did the movie gain by making the scandal this scandal? Like a scandal that's not only, it's like, there are church scandals that are for the real world. It's like a scandal, but like the real world is kind of like, whatever, you know, like you cheated on your wife. That's a huge scandal in the church. In, in, but it's not a criminal. It's literally not criminal. And it's a thing that people would be like, it's like, yeah, you're kind of a bad person, but like, you know what I mean? Like some people, I wouldn't stop being your friend. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like this was like, how could anyone, no, no one can believe what he did. He did. You can't like, it's hard to forgive some, if like you actually believe like, hey, this person molested five boys, like five young, even if they're men, molested five young men, you can't believe that. The church world can't believe that he had homosexual relationships at all. You know what I mean? It, it's the add it later of it. I don't know why they didn't just have it be, he was caught having sex with the man, you know, and that's it. Not Like the, the molestation part of it, which again, I know it's derived from a real thing, but it's like, that's the part that makes it go, well, goodness, like how can we ever, we can never be on his side, you know, whereas if it was like, someone who is a pastor who's gay and is secretly having these relationships and then he gets caught and he has to deny it because of his position in the church. But you know what I mean? Like we could sit, go back and go like, well, I kind of feel for him a bit. Cause like the, the theology is what's crushed. is like also crushing him. And I feel like he's a bad guy at the same time, you know, cause of all the stuff that he's doing. I don't know. It, it made it tricky. Yeah. You know but what I mean? also with the, Khalil, I think was his name, uh, with him, he, I thought it was an entry. I don't think it was a good take, but it was an interesting take that he was basically saying, like, I thought like you actually had feelings for me, but then I found, found out that there were other, other guys too. So, so there was like, I think there was some and grooming and courting d- through this, but could have like I keep saying it just could have been more like what if it was just one guy that he actually was in love with like what if that was a scandal also it felt like it felt like him and Regina never addressed it really like they were like like it would come up it would get brushed over but it felt like they never truly addressed it except for maybe a little bit during that um basketball scene she kind of when they were when he was practicing his sermon, she kept trying to get him to pull more and more from it. And he wouldn't be completely truthful. But that's the most that we got from that. Yeah. Yeah. It did feel like she was trying to get him to say, like, yes, I had a relationship with with these boys and many boys or whatever, or whatever, whatever it would have been. It did feel like that was her goal with that. And he was never going to say that. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I. Like I don't know what to say about this. It's hard because I don't. Want, I don't. I don't want. Let's to... talk about what we liked. I liked when Sterling set when Sterling stepped on the gum. <laughs> Sterling stepped on the gum, and he gets so mad at the gum. He said there was something that he said. Like he said, "God 
yeah, he like said something like, motherfucker. He said something in a way, and his his whole body arched <laughs> in a way. It looked so funny in that suit doing that. And then, of course, I mean, you know, and then I of like course, the baptism scene. That was good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I like nothing. Oh, yeah. This is, this is my it's thing. Really nice. I mean, that was so <laughs> awkward, that baptism scene. It just strips down, and you're like, what are you Why? doing? Look, what I, I enjoyed it. I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Praise well, listen, the Lord. We all, praise listen, we all the liked Lord. the baptism scene. Yes, praise yes. Praise the Lord. Praise Oh, my goodness. Y'all mess. I will say, it's funny because, you know, I love the Nucky You Buck scene, but it felt... That was great. It was so, like, the scene was so, again, Nuck of You Buck, random. one of my favorite songs. They did the whole song. It felt <laughs> random as shit, especially because of the scene that came right after it. And I was like, I thought we were going to show that, no, we're talking about things we like. I like the Nuck of You Buck. I like that we got, we knocking and bucket, because that's that's my favorite part. Like, that's, that's you know, she, I just need... Like I needed her to do a little bit more hair. It like bobbing, opens but. on that scene. Op- that part of the of the scene opens with Sterling saying, "It's a close up of Sterling rapping the whatever the the verse is, and he says nigga like every three words, and it's so funny how into it he is. He's so that's, that's the way he rapped the song. <laughs> like that's the like He's, but it, exactly. But this pastor is so fun. Okay, sorry." I just wanted to My the other thing is that I wanted them to be. I wish they were even more delusional. You know what I mean? Yes, but we talk like, about stuff we liked. Oh, yeah, 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 Bray. You know who I liked? There you, you go. know who I liked? I really liked the other couple. Like I thought the yes. way that they played it was so they fun, were so self aware of, of what they were doing. That's they were great. Yeah. I wish the yeah I wish they were like that because the. The way Who that they played she? it was like she, she was... Nicole Bihari, uh, she's been in, in a lot of stuff. Yo, yeah. she was so they ruthless. Both... I yeah. <laughs> and he played such a confused, like, oh, oh, if I would have known. Like the whole time she like, nigga, you knew. <laughs> oh, I I in a in a good way didn't like him so much. Like <laughs> you could just tell, you could just tell he was lying. Knew he was lying, but but like had a tone about him that was like, but this I is. I know exactly who those two are. Like, <laughs> yes. I know those people. Yes. I know them. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. That was 100%, great. 100%, 100% know them. And they were, they played it so well. It was like, that's the, the part that was a, hands down my favorite part. But again, I wish that the buildup to it was better because it would have the payoff would have been so much more juicy. If we saw them, if we saw this couple, if we saw like Sterling and Regina asking people to pray earlier, then that moment where they are like, let's pray about it. That Can was my favorite pray? joke right there. Yes. That was, yeah. Yes. And it is she said, we've already got two here. <laughs> we've already yes. got two here. But them, like, it is such a huge, for people who are not in Christian culture, the, well, we should, let's pray about it, is like, the it's the easiest way to get out of anything. And I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that people shouldn't pray about things. What I'm saying is that it's really easy for Christians 
to use the prey about something to not do a thing that they that they know not in this case they didn't have to do what they were asking but you know what i mean it's like well you know you should be doing something and you're like well i'll, I'll let me pray about it you know <laughs> I'll, I'll pray about it you know let me see anyway it, that was such a funny thing and the bless your heart stuff like the like bless your heart and she's like bless your heart <laughs> you know like it's, it's like an f you like that was so funny. Wait, there was also that one, there was that one scene, uh, I think this was just with a member of the congregation, but like they, re- they uh, when Regina runs into the woman at the, they're at the mall or that's something. That's what he was just talking about. That's yeah. the part, that's the yeah. part. Yeah, it's so funny. That part is so, when she walks away, but when she, the specific part that we didn't say is when she walks away before Regina's able to <laughs> reply. <laughs> that was such a funny way to end that scene. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, good. We said some stuff that we like. Oh, and the actor who plays Khalil, I I I loved his scene. I loved his scene. And I I, I like that actor. Just wanted See, to see the mention. thing is I I James, I love Daybreak. Okay. It deserved a season two. Ferris Bueller with zombies, sign me up. I did not like this scene. I actively did not like this scene because I was like, I... I wasn't a huge fan of it. Well, the it's scene's straight, weird. The scene is straight from the short. It's the same scene. Uh, okay, okay. Because you know what it was? It was the... I think I think the way Sterling played the scene, I thought was fantastic. I think maybe how the younger actor was directed or tonally what he was doing didn't align with the scene to me. And I giggled a little bit when this scene was happening. And I know that's not what you're supposed to do. Oh, that's so interesting. I was so tense. I was tense the whole scene. Just wanted to throw that in. I was, I, you know what it was? It was like two things. One, because I know Sterling K. Brown is, is a pastor in this suit, but Sterling K. Brown, we've seen at this point is an Adonis of a black man. Okay. He he is he is a he's a mat and this and this little dude walks up to him and is super like angry and I'm like it the emotional arc like the, it, it just didn't match and the thing is even having Regina there in the background it felt like I couldn't tell who I was truly supposed to care about in this scene because of how this character approached him so we didn't even get that moment of like Sterling being like fuck I fucked up and then getting the transition of him like trying to save himself and be like, yo, I, I tried to help you. Like, he said the words, but because I think the, the way the scene was shot and the way it was performed, it was like, we didn't get to see that transition because the guy he was performing with didn't give him the turn that was needed. And it just, I, I mean, I, I, I did a... <laughs> Wait, he didn't it, give... I, <laughs> I feel the same yeah. way. And I think it's because they literally love this scene so much in the short that they took it and just kept the exact same thing. And they didn't know how to change it for a full feature. It needed a little nuance and it wasn't in it. And, a, and it wasn't because of Sterling. It was the fact that like... But wait, but is it that act? Is it that act? That scene, I think that scene is weird, but I think I it's, think it's I think not it's in the right place. Weird. It's not in the right place. Yeah, I don't know if it's the actor necessarily. I, well, here's the thing. This is what I feel. I feel like it's interesting because I have read some reviews and this was a well-reviewed movie for the most part. And it seems like people are like, oh, like the character, like they don't take too many cheap shots and the characters have a lot of nuance and stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, what movie did 
what movie were these people watching? It, do they feel that way just because they're human beings and they have emotions? Does they, they, do they think emotions equals nuance? Because just because Sterling K. Brown at times is clearly sad and upset and like has feelings because he's like sexually attracted to men and he like can't act like that kind of stuff. I was like that, but we don't, we never really addressed it. And I was like the nuance to me, it's like, I want the nuance of this world. I want to know why do people do this? Not that they are this way. I want to know I, like the fun to me of exploring the of, of a fictional version of this is to try to figure out why people do it. And I don't think they tried that at all. Like, and because of that, it was the reason that it was not as funny to me is because it's boring because it was like, we just kept getting the same thing over and over and over and over again for an hour and 40 minutes. Like there was no nuance to how they acted. That's why the other couple was so refreshing because it was like, they were playing the thing that you would think that Sterling K. Brown and Regina would play at some point, but they never really do. Even when they do kind of put that thing on, it's so blatantly fake. You know what I mean? Like even in the, it, it, it just like, it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like they believe it like in a way, you know, like, and it's not, it's not coming off. It's not coming off the right way either. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it feels like they're bad at it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's almost like if, if they like showed that they like really loved money and this is why they're doing this because they really love money, then like to put on this facade, then I think that would have made it stronger. But like, I think the better story would have been the other couple had already taken over their own church and they're, and they're right. trying to start yes. their own and that's thing. that's what actually would happen. Yeah, it's like and a war between the, the two. Yep. Yes. And not both churches are trying to open at the same no. time. That doesn't even make that sense. I mean, like churches that. are going to be open on Sunday. Like, that's just what things happen. Like, that's not Yeah, going- the idea that, like... Uh, that there are just all these people who are just waiting for a church to open doesn't make any sense either. It should just be a battle between the two of them trying to get the congregation, the biggest congregation in town. Maybe them trying to outdo charities, like give them more money. Like it, and that's it's, the other thing. I was like, they didn't do anything to get people to come to their church. Like they didn't do anything that mm-hmm. felt like they would get people to Community. come to their they, church. They didn't do no fish yeah. fry. They didn't do a bake sale. They didn't have like a car wash. They didn't have a... You know, my church. One time, my church, we had we we had a, a a pastor who got fired. I don't know why. I was too young. I don't know why he got fired. But he got fired, and they brought in a new youth pastor, which we never had a youth pastor. And they had a car show, in the, in the, at the church. I'm like, what niggas want to see these old ass cars? And it's like it's the distraction. We didn't have that. Like there was no like, hey, let me go get a rapper. To come, mm-hmm. but you know what? That's what, what we had. I was gonna say that too. Had some Christian rappers coming to the church to bring the you Christian rapper. Yeah, do stuff. I was like, I was like a person who like a- apparently like is the first person who like brought lasers into the church. Like, how it doesn't make sense that they would get to the point where they're just doing like a honk for Jesus sign, like standing off like on the side of the road with a megaphone. Like, I I was like, what? And and the thing is, if that that's towards the end of the movie, if you want to get to the point that they're so desperate and then that's what they resort to, great. But I, I think one of the huge problems of this movie is that from the beginning, you know they're never going to get people into their church because they're never doing anything. And the movie never shows anything that makes it seem like they would. It's like they're bad at it the whole time. They're bad at the documentary part of it. They're like, 
still within the scandal, it doesn't feel like the other thing I realized is that there was a there is a scene where he like gives a real speech. And I think that scene was supposed to be the scene where we see Which like scene? why scene? in the church when he's practicing that one? By himself. Uh, and then Regina's there and she's like giving notes and really hard on him. I feel like we were supposed to feel and I think it was supposed to be funny when Regina's like like that wasn't good. Cause I think we as the audience this is how I felt. I don't know if you just based off the score of the music, the way that they shot it, they were like doing these weird, there's a like cinematic 360 shots around him. Like, like, you know, like as he's like doing this very heartfelt speech, like sermon, and then Regina's like craps on it. And I feel like at that moment, it was supposed to be like, you know, here's a glimpse of like why people liked this guy, like why he was so good. And, but I'm just but like, it that wasn't, wasn't it. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't, I didn't think it was funny. Also, that's the scene that leads to them lying in bed, both like looking at the ceiling. And then she calls her mom t- saying that she can't do this anymore. And the thing is, there was no documentary film crew that was there. So why couldn't we see them like breaking that and being who they really are? Which is, it just doesn't feel authentic. But you know, she got an overall deal out of this. So, you know. I'm not even trying to. The thing is, I, I think I think so. Everyone knows, like, I'm I'm definitely trying my best not to like crap on this movie because this is a young person who like was able to pull something off. But it's so hard because we do review movies. A lot of times we are reviewing movies of people who are kind of on. And so when you're on, Denzel gonna have 25 movies. If I say I don't like one of them, Denzel's gonna be fine. You know, Spike Lee got a, like 10 movies. He's in the National Film Reserve. If I don't like one, he'll be fine. He'll hate me for it. He'll be fine. But this woman, this is her first feature, and it's a feature that for, you know, its merits has awarded these two sisters, you know, a lot of promise. And it's tough because it's, there are faults in it, you know? And I think we we don't, it's hard to criticize Black art when we're still trying to make a lot of Black art. So I'm having a tough time with this movie because I want to critique it, but I don't want someone to be like, oh, we're supposed to support it. But then that doesn't feel like we're advancing because we should be able to critique Black art. Black art in a certain way. So I don't know, man. I just feel like they they were too married to the short and they should have done. If you're going to make it a feature, it needs to feel like a feature film. This just didn't have the elements there for a feature film. Yeah, I think that we needed a little bit more of a linear story and that is going to take ups and downs. And it was kind of like all down in this way that was hard to sustain for a long time. I want it more exploration of these people who why they do what they do and why the people who follow them follow them you know like i was interested in that and maybe the movie wasn't and so it's like hey we wrote what we wanted to do we just wanted to like like make fun of like these types of people and how awful they are and it's like okay cool i think that it's more effective to make fun of those people when you're not just taking the absolute worst of those people, making fun of those people. It's it's like, look, there are certain pastors who have not been involved in a scandal, who do these sorts of things that are in churches that are very, very successful to this day, have lots and lots of money. Maybe they have things like they have people who come at them and they're able to go, nope, boop, boop, right? Why not make fun of that person? Because if you're trying to expose something, then that's the thing. Because otherwise, 
to me, if you're making fun of someone who everyone, both in the church community and outside of the church community is like, yeah, that's a terrible person. Then like, I don't know what we're, and then, and you're not exploring why that person is the way that they are or how the religion itself or the community or whatever, like what, like why this exists, why it produces this kind of person, then I don't know what we're doing. It's like, yeah, anybody can make fun of like someone who's just the absolute worst. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know, like that's, so that's why it's hard for me. And I do agree with James in the sense that it did feel, or I forgot if you said this, James, but like, it did feel like they were also just making fun of like the whole, the community as a whole. It, that it, That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But they were putting forward the worst people. And so, so it feels unfair, which is why I feel like it gets, it gets like audience bomb because then it's like, you're trying to make everyone look like this, these people, and that's not who we are, you know? What was the, what do y'all think the mime sequence was about? Like, were they trying to, were they calling Regina Hall's character a clown? I don't know exactly. I think it was supposed to be her putting on a mask and then making a fool of herself, which she did. And then once Khalil came, the mask came off, and then she wiped it away. That's what I think was supposed to be happening, but... Right, but she still had it on she for, like, the next it, couple scenes. Yeah, but then <laughs> right, she smeared right. it. She, she ran away it. and she smeared it. And stepped in the gum like he did at the beginning. Oh, I missed that part. Okay, wait, and and... Did she have mime dance training before this? Like, where did that come from? They said at the, when they were giving a tour of the church before, they were talking about how they have different dance groups in the church and there's a mime group and there's like a hip hop group and some other dance group. But they did plant it earlier. Yeah, well, because I asked though, because it like seemed like her face was like in perfect makeup. (laughs) Okay, it was perfect makeup and so it gave me the impression that it was like a vocation of hers but but for all intents and purposes she didn't want to do it and so i was so confused like i like this didn't is, understand this what is this. another thing that i think they were too married to from the short because in the short she runs away faster and then immediately smear she doesn't have like this big monologue in between and immediately smears it and i think that they again it was too married to this from the short and then they didn't change it for a future. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, all of those ideas are cool. Uh, there, you know, I was just but a like, little confused. I, I guess I just didn't understand even the logic of like, why was he like, yeah, you have to be a mime. That is what get, will pe- get people into our church. They should have did a fish fry. <laughs> like, they should have did a fish fry, man. <laughs> like, it, it feels like someone just trying to create a joke. You know what I mean? Like, it's so absurd, but it's not absurd funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, that's not, it's not funny. It's just, it's just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Did they still have money? I don't, that's a good question. Yeah. They, they still had all stuff. the cars. They still had all the cars. She bought that $2,000 hat. She does say in that ba- on the scene in the basketball court, though, that like, we just got robbed for a lot of money and we're running. She says something like, 
you know, week to pay for, to make this all go away, the settlement. So it did make me think that they were like, they hemorrhaged a lot of money and potentially like, like if the church does not work, then they won't have this money anymore, you know? When they did like that footage that it was just playing over because they were, they had still been mic'd. They said that there was still one holdout of the five and the holdout was Khalil, who we see later. They paid more money because she does say we gave you more money when he gets out the car. Is the, is the short just on the street? Is it just that stuff asking Honk for Jesus or is there more to the there's short? More, there's more. They go like in the church. It's kind of like the beginning of the movie. Like It's the beginning and the end of the movie. Yeah, honestly. Hey, listen, I'm going to say this too. Gerard already did this. I'm going to say it sincerely good for them. <laughs> I mean, it's truly incredible. It's truly incredible. The movie looks great. It has the big, some of the biggest actors on the planet are in it. Yeah, like all of the, 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 they the got movie it done. is simply dripping. It's, it is dripping in production value. And so truly, you know, great. Good for them. Good for them. And you can sort of see how like the movie kind of feels a lot like a, a play in this sense of like where you you kind of there's a lot to be like dissecting every every scene, you know, but it also doesn't feel like it quite says a specific thing hard enough. And I can understand like, you know, the uh, try say this every time we talk about Sterling, but I remember seeing him do plays in New York, you know, and so like I can see why something like this and this role would be attractive, you know, to, you know, because there are just so many moments, you know, <laughs> so there are so many moments in this movie. And so, you know, honestly, truly, truly great for them. You know, that's it. That's all I'm yeah, say. man. You know, I, uh, I, I don't know what bit to do here. You know, they they got a movie made, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't have a bit. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I'm scared. Well, here's scared. what I would have liked to have seen. Here's what I would have liked to have seen, okay? Because I just I do feel like, you know, sort of to what we've been saying that like we could we would have liked to have gotten a little bit more from even though, you know, Sterling is the the is one of the leads of this of this movie, you know, we would like to have gotten into the nitty-gritty of this a little bit more. And I just feel like that scene when he steps on the gum and he like kind of flips out, you know, he could have fallen down cocked his head you know and then and then he woke when he when he when he wakes up he's like hold on what is this are these hooves are these are these hooves and and then he walks over to like a mirror and he sees that he's a he's a lamb okay oh, he's gosh. turned into his he's consciousness a lamb of god is that what it is, is now mm-hmm. inside no his consciousness no his consciousness is now, now inside of a lamb okay precious lamb and, of god and, mm-hmm. and, and then as he as he bleats out blur, you know it kind of has like a, a honk nature to it you know, and so he's better, kind of. I just watched. He, I watched that. That makes sense to me. He's honking a little bit, and 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 through that journey, you know, through the journey of that, we have right. like a deeper understanding of just what he's going through and why he's done the things that he's done. You know, and then as the wool okay, no, no, unravels, no, amen. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As the, as the wolf unravels, okay? he's, 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 yeah, you know, he's he's there. He's on the screen. He's on the screen. Just a mm. naked the wolf unravels. He's the naked mm. lamb of God, just standing there dealing with all of his tragedy. All 
out there on the screen. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all going Ooh. to hell. Y'all going to hell. Ooh. Hallelujah. Y'all going to hell Hallelujah. for that. <laughs> Y'all going to hell for that. Oh, no. I don't like it. I don't uh, like it. Bray, end this. Stop right, watching bro. the Emmys <laughs> and end it, Bray. Right. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading Black actors in Hollywood. If it fully helps the cause, we give it a Black Fist. Someone helps the cause, we give it a White Palm. We feel like it didn't really help the cause at all. We don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we will raise our rating for Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. I'm going to turn okay. my video off. I think I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> don't turn it off. Wait, 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 right, wait a second. Wait a second. One. And two. And it's not based on if we like it, right? That's the rules. Okay. All right. I just want to clear. Three. Look I at gave that. It two black four blacks. It got four. I gave it. it I gave it four. two. It got five black fists. It got four. It got five black fists. It got four black fists. Melissa, why'd you give it a fist? <laughs> I'm not listening to James I gave, no more. I gave it a fist because they got their short made into a feature film. They're, they got the deal. Like, this I, I think it's good all around for the filmmakers. It was a good all around investment that they made. And that's why I gave it a black fist. Yeah, I didn't even know about that overall. That you you saying that made me re- like, I mean, come on. This is the dream. This is black people jumping in Hollywood. All of the money in this movie? My goodness gracious. I couldn't believe it. All the black fists. Black fists forever for this movie. Yeah, man, I did it. For that reason, they, I keep saying they because they, it's two sisters, even though one directed and wrote it, but the other one produces stuff. They have a overall deal and they got this movie made. Yeah. And it looks good. They got, I mean, they got Sterling K. Brown in a movie and they got Regina Hall. At the end of the day, they got some of the biggest people in Hollywood backing them. Like they got Jordan Peele and Daniel Kulo. Like it's, they like, God bless. I, I hope, I hope more success to them. And you know, every movie's a learning lesson. So yeah, that's great. Good for them. Yeah, man. It's like a lot of black people. It's like mostly, if not all black people in this film. So got to give it a fist. Thank you all for listening. Oh, wait, Melissa got stuff to promote. Yeah, what's up, Melissa? What's going on? You have, uh, some stuff you want to promote? Sure. I have, I host two podcasts. One's called Don't Blame Me. It's a call and advice show where we talk about sex and relationships and family issues and all that stuff. And then I've got a spinoff of that show called But Am I Wrong, where we judge people in politics and pop culture. If you don't like those shows, I produce like 13 other shows. So that and then (laughs) I wrote a soap opera that I'm trying to sell. So if you want to buy a soap opera, call it. All right, soap opera. She is not Melissa on socials. Because it's Melissa with two S's. Two S's. Yeah, but I'm one S. Uh, All right. Well, you you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise, uh, T-shirts, you know, things like that via Public. You can also look up our defunct Patreon, which we have a year's worth of episodes there. Don't do any more new episodes. Nope. I'm going to make them come on my radio show. And then we're going to do a new Patreon episode on, on my radio show. I'm going to make them do it. Then we're going to just release one. We're going to release a single. I want to say, wait, what? They're going to pay for one episode? <laughs> when oh, they can listen God. to it for free. Yeah. All right. 
Oh, man. This don't make no sense, James. Also, <laughs> if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll, review your, re, we'll read your review on the air. This one is by Isonia. It says, funny, deep, and insightful. I just learned about this podcast about a week ago, and I've been diving into it into the ton of past episodes. They're all so good. These three men are so funny and clearly share great friendship amongst them. Oh, I don't like these. Not names. true, but no, I'm just I don't kidding. like these <laughs> <names> at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently so listened to an episode. <laughs> I recently listened to an old episode where they mm. decry the lack of Richard Pryor movies they review. Hadn't reviewed, I guess. Could I humbly suggest they check out Which Way Is Up? Blue Collar. He's great in Lady Sings the Blues too. But I have issues with how Billie Holiday is portrayed. Oh, wow. This must have been written right before we reviewed that. And maybe Car Wash. Yeah. Apologies if you've done any or all of them and I didn't spot it. Great podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. You can follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. I write for uh, Grownish Season 5. It's out now. Uh, Freeform Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And the episodes are then aired on Hulu right after so and your episode is up there right like the one that you yeah, wrote episode is, five. Up, is up there now okay i gotta check it out i haven't seen it yet i'm gonna check it out so i guess you can follow me at james third comedy james third comedy.com third is three rd please listen to corrupted files on amp it's a new app you gotta download the app it's a radio show it's tuesday six o'clock uh, every day uh, six o'clock pacific time there's a lot of stuff listen just follow me on the socials and you'll see what the show corrupted files check it out <laughs> Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Though I did delete Instagram for a little bit, I, I had right. to. I had to, man. <laughs> I was getting, I was getting too, I was getting too depressed and too, too, too bitter. I had to delete it. Post some more thirst straps. All right, <sighs> it's not Thank working. You all for listening. <laughs> all right, before Gerard <laughs> melts down, we'll see you next week. peace forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Pew, <coughs> pew,